This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I love the premise of this next story because it really stops and makes you think. Could you spend an entire year without the internet? I don't know. I, I think I could go six months, but I don't know about a year. Our Scott Chance is with us now because he's been asking this question. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. I don't think you could go six months. There's I'm, no well, way. Well, I'm a big reader of physical books so I, and magazines. I always have been. Sure. I think I could, I, I could go a period of time without it. Yeah. And I, th- I like, I, I get that, that logic, Simi, cause I, I share some of that of like, Oh, I don't, I don't need it. I don't feel like I need it to entertain myself. You know, I could find other things. Right. I'm just saying that you couldn't do it because of all of the logistical things that take place in our world where you absolutely, the internet is the only option oh, that true. you have because those things are everywhere. Our world is so connected to it, which is what makes the story so interesting. So Aaron Rosenberg, he is from here, but he lives out east now, uh, decided to do this. He'll explain the story, but uh, he decided to do this and spent an entire year during COVID without going online at all for a whole year. And I just like, I couldn't believe it. I had to figure out like some of the details around it and stuff and exactly like what the motivation was for that. So we had a great conversation and uh, I started by like just simply asking him like, why even do this? Well, before the year offline, I was a high school teacher in Vancouver. I was teaching at a high school at Oak Ridge. And I realized that my students had a relationship to their phones and their laptops that I sort of had as someone in my mid-30s. But I realized that the way that their devices were central to their life was different. And in some ways, that dependence or that relationship was really positive for a lot of the students I worked with. But some of the students had some challenges in terms of self-regulation or being able to use their devices in the way that they wanted. So when I went back to grad school, I thought, what a great opportunity for me to experiment with what life would be like or what the student experience would be like if I didn't have access to the Internet. So for a year, I had three rules for myself. I couldn't use the Internet myself. I couldn't look at online screens. And I couldn't ask other people to do things online for me. And I didn't realize when I started the experiment in January 2020 that a pandemic would hit partway through the year that would force most people really online in a way that most people had never been online before. But it was a it was a great experiment. I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about the world of technology. When the pandemic hit, you didn't consider like, you know, oh, maybe I'll try this again once things have kind of cleared up. You just you committed and you were all in. Well, I actually had a lot of people around me, family and friends, trying to encourage me to take a break from the experiment. And I was getting phone calls and text messages from friends and a couple of my uncles that were saying, like, you know, there's no harm in waiting until after the lockdowns end and start picking up the experiment then. And I realized with all of these um, people reaching out to me that even without the Internet, I was still able to keep in touch with people who lived far away from me. And the kinds of conversations I was having over the phone were actually really meaningful ways to connect. I think that because the internet has become such a normal part of our life, even more so since uh, the COVID lockdowns, I think we forget that there are all sorts of other ways to interact with people, even if we can't be face to face with them. Right. So 
uh, just to be clear, so you could still use a computer or still use a phone, just no internet. Like text message and phone call is okay, but no email. Exactly. And I, I have a flip phone, so I wasn't able to do much with my phone yeah. anyway. But yeah, yeah. it was interesting how much during that year people would say to me, wait, you're allowed to text message? And I think because of things like iMessage and WhatsApp, right. people have forgotten that just regular old text messaging doesn't use the internet. But it is interesting how much these two worlds, the online and offline world, has started to blend. And it's harder and harder to trace what we're doing, what, what the things that we're doing that are online are and what things we do that aren't online. So I, uh, I learned a lot about how even with the commitments I had made, I was still doing things that if you really traced it, did have lots of connections to the internet. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question is, it feels like, you know, and you talk about do, doing this during like, you know, working and going to school and all of that type of stuff, yeah. moving, all of that. So much of our life exists online. And, you know, it's like, I just registered for some courses this fall, got to do it online. You know, um, right. you want to, I don't know, make an appointment to see your doctor or your dentist that happens online, making a restaurant reservation, booking your car in front of all of these things. So did you feel like there was a, a part of this that was like, wow, this is really, um, unsustainable. Or did you, you know, t maybe talk about that experience because all of these things that, um, I think in some cases, places only talk to people online. They won't take phone calls anymore. Yeah, I mean, I realized a lot of things that I was trying to do offline during the year that I spent offline during 2020 had become almost um, impossible to do without internet connections. One example is when I was trying to book a Greyhound bus ticket, they told me I needed an email to print off the ticket, so there wasn't an option anymore for just printing off the ticket at the Greyhound station. And so I realized that year that um, despite my interesting maneuvers to try to avoid using the internet, there are all sorts of parts of our life that, have no, that are no longer possible without the internet. So what that made me realize is on the one hand, we need to ensure that people across socioeconomic situations, people in rural conditions, people with different disabilities or health conditions, that everyone has an opportunity to access the kind of resources that are available online. But on the other hand, I realized that we need to hold on to these alternatives, hold on to the ways that people, maybe people with concussions, people who don't want to use phones, I think there still needs to be these options for, uh, for people who are not online. And a funny little example is since COVID lockdowns, most of the restaurants I go to use QR codes for their menus now. Right, yeah. And I'm, of course, not able to scan that even now with my uh, non-smartphone, with my flip phone. So I realized that there's, um, I think we've sort of just accepted this change. We've accepted that uh, everything now is going to be online and we're just going to have to keep up with that. But I think we haven't yet really grappled with all of the social and environmental justice um, issues that are related to that. So, for example, I think when we use the Internet or our cell phones to do something like look something up or stream some music or a video, we don't think about the fact that that actually has environmental consequences that use energy. It has social justice consequences in all the exploitative labor involved in the mining and manufacturing and moderation and e-waste disposal. So I think um, on the one hand, it's a bit of a contradictory statement, but on the one hand, my year offline really made me committed to ensuring that communities who might not have the access to the internet should be able to access it. But on the other hand, it made me really committed to the idea that we need to have these alternatives so that people can still do things without having to rely on the internet.
That's Aaron Rosenberg. He's a lecturer in the Department of Integrated Studies and Education at McGill, and his book is called Jacking Out, a journal of a year spent offline. And I found that so interesting, Simi, that idea that it makes you realize how essential the internet is to life, but also how we can't abandon these other alternatives. True. It's, I think it's a matter of limiting ourselves. Like I know people who have sworn they never want, they weren't going to get a smartphone. They don't want a smartphone, but it is becoming increasingly difficult to navigate daily life without one, even getting on an airplane, right? Boarding totally. passes online. Like I, I, what if you have a problem? You need to navigate that right away with your phone. It's just becoming so hard to do the daily things without this phone. And, and that's exactly it. And there are still communities like here in Canada that have like spotty internet access and those type of things, you know, and they don't have access to some of those resources that are in, in some cases only available online. Right. So how, how long do you think you could go? Like a day. I don't know. Not long. A week, maybe. I, like I, I admit that I'm like, I'm, I'm attached to it and it affects my mental health, which is interesting. Tomorrow, uh, you'll hear the second part of my interview with Aaron, where we talk about how his year without internet affected his mental health. That's really interesting too. Okay. Like for the better, for the worse? Well, what do you think? I think it would make my mental health better. I think it would make a lot of people's mental health better, it's just, even if we limited ourselves, right? Don't need to have it with you. I see people out for walks. Like I was out for a walk yesterday, meeting a friend and, you know, go for this half hour walk. And I see people crossing the street. I saw a, a lady crossing the street with two small children, but the whole time she was looking at her phone. Yeah. And I thought, it's a nice day today. You're out with your kids. Like, why are you looking at your phone? Well, Maybe there's times we can just leave it at home for yeah. a while, you know? Or, Simi, we just integrate it into our glasses. And so that there, oh, be, there becomes, Scott. but like, this is where we're going. There's like going to be, you know, and I'm so we need, we need to draw a line, right? And that's, I think, in many cases, what Aaron is talking about. But I'm fascinated fascinated by the conversation. I am actually too. So Scott, we'll have more on that tomorrow. Great conversation starter for you at home too. Like how long do you think you could go without the internet?